I want to uh, talk to you a little bit about Built Bar. Yes, our spotlight sponsor. What happened to my Built Bar? I don't know. Uh, oh, you probably ate it, is my guess. Well, I did, but I wanted to show you the wrapper again. Um, <laughs> the uh, this what I found on this. This is delicious. It's the coconut chocolate cream bar, mm. and it says right here, made with one hundred percent real chocolate. This is hundred and fifty calories. Uh, it's a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. I hate protein bars. My wife tried to get me to eat one of these because Stu's wife turned my wife onto it. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to. Until I was desperate enough and there was nothing around to snack on. <laughs> I am, I am a, I have a sweet tooth and I have to have like a bowl of ice cream or something at night or I lose my mind. 150 calories. It's really, really healthy. And it tastes like a candy bar. I want you to go to BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com uh, and and check these out. You'll get $10 off your first order if you use the promo code BECK. Use the promo code BECK. BuiltBar.com. It's delicious. I am I'm so sick and tired of bringing this news to you, uh, but the government is just out of control, just out of control. Uh, yesterday, the salon owner that we had on last week was sentenced to jail for opening her salon because she was going to go out of business. Uh, her her salon workers were you know, struggling with money. They had no money. They needed to go back to work. So they, she opened last week. We had her on. Today in Texas, they sent her to jail. Wait until you actually, you hear what the judge said. We had uh, microphones. It was on YouTube yesterday. So microphones were in the courtroom. You've got to hear it. It is unbelievable. That's coming up in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. So I was full on white trash yesterday. Uh, it was great. You know, my neighbor two doors down is Rex Tillerson, the former secretary of state. He was the head of Exxon. And it just makes me happy that uh, even with all that Exxon money, he just he could not get away from hillbilly neighbors. And uh, and uh, I'm proudly the hillbilly neighbor. Yesterday, uh, I had a bonfire in the back. So we had to burn a bunch of stuff. And so I had a bonfire two doors down from Rex Tillerson's house. And I even got on the lawnmower. I have a hustler lawnmower, got on the lawnmower. We're zipping around. You know, some people like in my, in my area, people will like, they have little golf carts and they don't, I don't have a golf cart. I don't know. Uh, and so they had these little golf carts. I got the lawnmower. I just get the kids on the lawnmower and we just go. I, I'm thinking about going to the store on the lawnmower. Just, uh, just because my neighbors will go good. Lord, what is Beck doing now? Anyway, uh, Hustler Turf, it's a great, it's a great um, automobile replacement, quite honestly. This thing is built like a tank. Uh, it was built, Hustler Turf uh, builds these uh, lawnmowers 
for commercial purposes. A few years ago, they started making them for your home. So they have all of the engineering of 40 years of zero turn lawnmowers. They're the people who invented it. They revolutionized uh, the lawn mowing experience for for. Uh, private companies and for lawnmowing services and the states and everybody else. Uh, now they're doing it with you. And I'm telling you, it is the last lawnmower you're ever going to have to buy. It is built like a tank and it will save you a ton of time when you are mowing your lawn because it's a zero turn lawnmower, which is fantastic before you buy anything. If you're looking to buy a new lawnmower, before you make the decision, you have to check out Hustler Turf. Go to HustlerTurf.com. Check them out. They have 1,400 nationwide Hustler dealers made here in America. Uh, it's power-up month, the best time to get a new Hustler zero-turn lawnmower right now, and you'll get an extra year of extended warranty coverage. Go to HustlerTurf.com. Click on the radio offer button, top of the right-hand corner. Enter my name, Beck, and you'll get the details of the extended warranty. HustlerTurf.com, promo code Beck. Tonight on Glenn TV, the Democrats claim to be the party that believes all women but what about Tara Reid? Joe Biden is Joe Biden. He's a person of great values. So I want to remove all doubt in anyone's mind. Glenn examines the allegations against Joe Biden and does what the left and the media didn't do for Brett Kavanaugh. Follow the facts. Watch Glenn expose the dangerous Me Too hypocrisy of the left tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Yeah, uh, I- I'm going to introduce you to the seven seven accusers of joe biden uh tonight you don't want to miss it and we really try to do a very thorough uh examination of the charges and everything that's going on you decide uh, nobody else in the media is apparently willing to do this so it's left up uh, left up to us us yahoos that have no authoritative truth apparently all right, I want to take you now to Dallas, Texas. Shelley Luther was a uh, was a woman here in Texas, or she still is, but she's now in jail. Um, and she's never had a run in with a law. She's not a revolutionary. She's just a salon owner. And she got to a point where she couldn't keep her salon closed anymore. Um, now, the, we, we have created a black market. I mean, this is why these things never work. There's a black market. You can go get your hair cut. Somebody will come to your house and cut your hair. People are people are getting their hair cut. So we're now making people into criminals. So she can't she's going to lose her business. Uh, People on her staff were having a hard time feeding their children. They needed the money. So last week. We now know because of yesterday that salons are open in Texas on Friday. So she was a week early. She opens it up. She she gets a court order immediately because the this is this is what she says. I don't know this for sure, but she said that the one who had lodged the complaint was the store owner, you know, a couple of doors down, which was a dog grooming place, which was open. So it was cool to have your dog groomed, but you couldn't groom. So she gets a court order and she says, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, And she gets a uh, cease and desist order from a judge. 
She is on television and she rips it up. Well, that really pissed off the judge. And, you know, we're not a system of of laws anymore. We're a system of men. How dare you? How dare you? Quote, defile uh, a cease and desist order by ripping it up. How dare you? You don't believe me? Listen to the judge yesterday when she was hauled in front of court and sentenced to jail. Listen to the arrogance of this judge. That you now see the error of your ways and understand that the society cannot function where one's own belief in a concept of liberty permits you to flaunt your disdain for the rulings of duly elected officials. That you owe an apology to the elected officials whom you disrespect, disrespected by flagrantly ignoring and in one case yes, defiling their orders, which you now defiling. know obviously that you understand that the proper way in which an or in an ordered society to engage concerns which you may have had is to hire a lawyer and advocate for change, an exception or an amendment to laws that you find offensive. That you publicly state that this is the way that citizens in the state should behave. Oh and that gosh. you represent I can't, I can't, this court stop, I can't for, take it. I can't take it. She has to apologize. You notice he says uh, that you defiled their order. It was your order. There were, what, what do you have, a mouse in your pocket? There is no they in that. You issued the order. You were offended that she ripped it up. And so now you want an apology, a public apology. You want to shame her. And now you're, you're putting her in jail because of, quote, her arrogance and her selfishness oh she's selfish well then the judge said to her do you have anything to say uh, before i sentence you and she said yes i do here is her comment judge i would like to say that i have much respect for this court and laws and that i've never been, been in this position before And it's not some place that I want to be, but I have to disagree with you, sir. When I, when you say that I'm selfish because feeding my kids is not selfish. I have hairstylists that are going hungry because they'd rather feed their kids. So, sir, if you think the law is more important than kids getting fed, then please go ahead with your decision, but I am not going to shut the salon. He looks away from her when she says, I have to disagree with you. He is so pissed off at her. This is, I don't even recognize this. What are you doing? What the hell is our country doing right now? This is a woman who doesn't have a record. She's not a troublemaker. She's been forced to close her business. She's going out of business. She has no money. Her, her, her salon workers have no money. She obeyed for how many weeks? Six? 
There are many Americans who believe that we should have shut things down. We had no handle. This is my belief. We had no handle on this on this disease. We had no idea what we were headed towards. I told you it's not about the death. It's about overwhelming the system. We can't overwhelm the system because it would be total chaos. Well, we didn't overwhelm the system. We did our job and we did it voluntarily. You didn't have to tell us. We did it voluntarily. You should have suggested it. And now what are you doing? When we have had enough, not in New York, not in a hot spot in Los Angeles, but in places where it's, do you know that if you talk to the, the hospitals and the nurses here in Dallas, Texas, you know they're laying people off, nurses, doctors. So you, we didn't overwhelm the system. We have the capacity. People are not going to go out and be crazy because nobody wants to die and nobody wants to kill anybody else. You know, and there's always going to be stupid people out there. I don't think she's stupid, but there always will be stupid people. Always. And I don't have a right to be kept safe. In fact, I don't want you to lock me into a room to keep me safe. Anyone who is taking away my rights of freedom, I will... I'm here at my house. I'm self-quarantined. But you're forcing me? And then out of your arrogance? You think you're more important than people feeding their kids? You think you're more important than a lifetime of dreams gone down the crapper? Wiping your family out. That's, this is what's happening in America. Families are being wiped out. And everybody cries about, oh my gosh. Well, if, if you have, if you, if, if you went to Harvard, I can't expect to be paying that back. I'll never get out of debt. Well, where's the outcry of this? Oh, I, I know. Yeah, it's coming from Nancy Pelosi. Because what Nancy Pelosi wants is the power otherwise give us a freaking tax cut you've already made unemployment which by the way in many states still people can't get their unemployment still haven't had their unemployment check and the arrogance of governors like cuomo what comes out and says well then go get an essential workers job screw you cuomo Where is the arrogance of these people? And by the way, they all think they're above it. They all do. I mean, we have the other Cuomo brother who was self-quarantined in his basement and, and lecturing all of us how you have to stay in. But he was outside. He was caught outside when he was supposed to be self-quarantined in his basement he wasn't. In fact, a passerby, a biker went, wait a minute, aren't you supposed to be quarantined? Don't you have the coronavirus? Yeah, shut up. Are you kidding me? 
Now, I don't know if you heard it, that uh, Niles Ferguson, the guy who got the UK to to shut everything down. He was the guy who came out from Oxford and said, oh, man, it's millions will die. OK, all right. So at the time, we thought that was pretty legitimate. He's a legitimate guy. Did you see that um, uh, he he um, he resigned yesterday uh, because um, he wasn't self-quarantining? He decided that he was going to go have a sexual affair with a married woman who lives at home with her husband and two children. If you believe this, what are you? You're trying to kill her and her children and her husband? No, they're above it. They're above it. That's for everybody else. That's the little people. Well, maybe in merry old England, but not here in America. I agree with the quarantine. I do not agree that we are not balancing this with common sense and an understanding of what we've done to the economy. And when I say the economy, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about people's dreams. I'm talking about people's ability to have money, to be able to feed themselves. What is it? A, a right to life, liberty. Oh, and the pursuit of happiness. This is ridiculous. It's absolutely obscene. But wait, there's more. I continue in one minute. All right, when you're living in constant pain, you have to ask yourself, is the pain in my ass region because if it is, it's most likely coming from the government um, and they can't help you with that. Only your vote will help with that. Um, Relief factor can help you pretty much with everything else. Relief factor actually reduces inflammation in the body. And that's where most of our pain comes from. You know, you injure your body and you, you, you have swelling. Well, that's inflammation. And the inside of your body is on fire. If you are, if you're sick or injured, you need to reduce that inflammation. I can't tell you how many times I've taken, uh, I go to the doctor and they give me ibuprofen 800. Shut up. Shut up. And then the only, only thing else you can do really is like a narcotic. I don't want narcotics. I don't want to live like that. I finally tried relief factor. I will tell you, it has changed my life. I take it every day, have three times a day for two years. And yesterday, uh, at one of the guys helping me uh, over at the barn, we were working and he said, Glenn, I cannot believe you. He said, two years ago, you couldn't have done any of this. I know. I know. I have my life back. I mean, it means I have to go out and actually do physical labor, but I got my life back. Thank you, Relief Factor. Try it. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID.
All right. Another woman, Gabrielle Ellison. She owns Big Daddy Zane's Bar in West Odessa, Texas. Now, I'm bringing you these stories. I know these are happening all over the country. But damn, this is Texas. If it's as bad in Texas, the freest state in the union, what the hell are you living through? Good heavens, man. Okay, so Gabrielle Ellison, she owns this this bar in West Odessa, Texas. She said she was going to reopen her doors in violation of the state's COVID-19 lockdown because she couldn't support her family anymore. She said, I am losing my bar. I'm I'm uh, losing all of my money. I've got to reopen. So she decides to reopen. Well, she's in trouble. Okay, so she there's they want to do a protest against the state. Uh, and it happened what yesterday? Today's Wednesday, yeah. Um, it happened yesterday. <clears throat> she says they called the sheriff's department and said, Hey, there's gonna be a protest, blah blah blah. They were fine. Well, they weren't fine. The sheriff came in, uh, the sheriff came in and uh arrested a lot of the people at this rally. Now, it's because they were carrying guns. Well, wait a minute. What's the problem with that? Mm, they were carrying guns, they say, in the bar, but they weren't in the bar. Uh, she says, Gabrielle says, that they were on private property behind the bar, not connected to the bar. Don't know the truth about that, but if you weren't in the bar, if you're in the bar, it's against state law. You got to obey the law with guns. Um, but she, but they weren't. They were arrested outside. Here's the real problem: they roll in with a military tank. You know, every time you do that, you set people off. What the hell are you doing? The problem here is, is the heavy handedness. You're only feeding into this. Please, if you are a protester and you want your freedom, please stop showing up with rifles slung over your shoulder. Yes, I know you have a right to do it, but you hurt yourself and the cause because everything is about an image. And so you look like you're a revolutionary. And yes, we need a revolution, but not one with guns. Not one with guns. And sheriffs, stop rolling in with tanks. You're just pissing everybody off. You're listening to Glenn Beck. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, here's the thing. We all have to be, excuse me, I've got vocal cord problems. Um, The... The situation is we all have to be really, really smart with our money. We have to go in. I tried to find how I could cancel some apps that I didn't even know that I was paying for. Um, you gotta, you just got to stop uh, spending money that you, that you don't need to. One place that you really don't need to spend money is on your mortgage. You don't need to pay more in interest. If you have a interest rate now on your mortgage of 4% or higher, you are paying far too much. And American Financing can help you find the right mortgage. 
at the right interest rate. Save yourself hundreds, if not a thousand bucks every single month with refi or a consolidation loan. Visit AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. They're about to get rid of this deal for 30 bucks off the Blaze. Uh, if you want to go to BlazeTV.com and the promo code is Glenn, you'll get that 30 bucks off for a very limited time. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to Wednesday. Wednesday means our Wednesday night special on Blaze TV. You'll be able to find it on YouTube. Also, Pluto TV now. Um, but if you got to watch it right at 9 o'clock Eastern time, uh, you can get it on demand at any time at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You're going to save $30. This, I think, ends next week. Um, this is our biggest discount ever we did it because we know times are tough they're still going to be tough but we also urge you to do it i am so i hate to use this word but i but i really feel so urgent on this i feel uh, a little freaked out by what's happening with the censorship now what what it is it's a hundred it's a thousand times worse than it was when we were talking about prager university and everything else they are now saying they need authoritative uh voices and authoritative truth well their authoritative truth comes from cnn their authoritative voices are cbs news um and that and that comes at the direct expense of us they are throttling us down and and pointing you to them uh, and it's so dangerous right now, especially with the coronavirus, where you can't question things. You know, if I talk about uh, the Wuhan uh, labs, I get I get punished for that. You will not see those posts that we do. I bet you see less than half of the stuff that we post um, <clears throat> right now because you're just not. In fact, I know it. I see the numbers from Facebook. I see how many of my audience is actually exposed. The people who signed up and said, I want stuff from Glenn. How much is exposed and how much is not? We're going to lose track of one another and voices will be silenced. Um, this is why I built Blaze TV. Um, it's why I started it. So we wouldn't there would be no one in between us. Um, please join us at uh, Blaze TV tonight at uh, nine o'clock. We are taking on the Joe Biden accuser. Um, she has an invitation. She was she responded to us last week and she said, I will. Uh, I'll get right back to you. We have not heard back from her. There's still time. Maybe she will join us live tonight. Um, but uh, but we'll see Tara Reid. We invited her to be a part of the uh, program tonight. Um, and we are going to go through all of the things that she said and all the things that Joe Biden and the press are doing, the story that they won't do, but we will tonight, 9 p.m. Welcome to the program, Mr. Pat Gray. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Is there a better example of what you were just talking about than those two doctors from Los Angeles who have no. tested and treated over 5,200 patients? And they were they were contradicting things that Fauci was saying and. So that YouTube right. took them off. Just shut them down. Just well, so, took their video you know what? off. What's crazy about this, Pat, is they may not be right on everything, 
but is Fauci right on everything? No. Is the WHO? We're no. talking about what's so crazy. Let people decide is, they're smart enough to make their own decisions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And <clears throat> they don't see that the problem that the that the left says says they have with with uh, faith is it dumbs you down. You know, you can't <clears throat> you can't talk about things. They don't want you to investigate things. You know, there are bad questions. Oh, the devil made mm-hmm. you say that all these kinds of things. That's what they hate. They hate the fact that the Catholic Church uh, locked in the t- and so do I, you know, Galileo locked up in the tower. I hate that. That's completely out of control because church became political. Well, I got news for you. Science is now political. Science is now the church. Um, and and you mm-hmm. cannot vary from what official science says, period. Even scientists can't. Those doctors may may be wrong on some things, but they have a valid place uh, and a valid uh, reason to speak out if that's truly what they believe and they have the science to back it up, even if they're wrong, because science is always wrong. <laughs> it's always wrong. Butter's good for you. Butter's mm-hmm. bad. Butter's good. Butter's bad. Butter's good. Butter's bad. Shut up. <laughs> you don't you don't know how big the universe is. You don't know anything. We've never explored the bottom of the ocean. Stop telling me that you know everything because you don't especially something like the coronavirus they're just locking people up into the tower if they disagree it's making people so cynical we did a uh, did an internet poll just a, on twitter asking people if and when a vaccine comes out will you take it 70 percent said no because they don't. Oh, they're going to be forced to. They're they, going to be forced that's to. That's what I said. They'll probably yeah. mandate it. And then, then you're really yep. going to get and then people's what backs up. Then they're really going to yeah. be pissed. You know, people thought that it would be a Second Amendment thing that could cause a revolution and a war in this country and a civil war. It could be something as simple as a vaccine. Good. And, and yeah. only because people don't trust the government anymore. Yeah, and they don't they trust. They don't trust any of this. They don't trust some private business owners either, like. I don't know, Bill Gates, uh, really leery of that guy. Yeah, and this is one of the reasons why, uh, you know, people have talked about the Swedish model as something that we could do here. And it's really just like we always say with healthcare, you can't just plop the Swedish model in the United States. The Swedish people are very compliant and trusting of government and experts. And they're very, they're the size of like Rhode Island. Yeah, and it's not even working there anyway, but that's a a whole other story. But but it's not a plausible option. As we've been talking to Bernie Sanders about for decades here in this country, like you can't just plop these solutions from a 10 million person country into the United States and expect it to work the same way. And, you know, again, I think you're right, Glenn. You brought this up earlier. If you're not rolling into uh, bars with tanks, the the people are going to be a lot more likely to trust you when you have a, a, a different solution. Let me yeah. Let me ask you this, Stu. You heard the audio, Pat. You heard the audio a few minutes ago of the judge in mm-hmm. that salon owner case here in Dallas, where he said you defiled my uh, order, and um, you know you're going to jail. You're arrogant. You're selfish. She said, "I'm just trying to feed my family." Mm-hmm. Now imagine what would happen if a judge in Texas said the same thing and the defendant responded the same way, except she wasn't a salon owner; she was an illegal alien. 
imagine what would oh. be said. Oh, man. Yeah, they just wouldn't happen. And you're going to separate this woman from her family for seven for seven days? You'd never do that to an illegal alien. No illegal no aliens can be separated from their families, but American citizens can, and nobody even cares. Nobody cares about it. Uh, I, it I, I'm telling you, there is a, there is a <clears throat> and, and I urge people, I am with you. I am with you. Uh, those who want to uh, march and mm-hmm. uh, and protest, I think this is this is another Tea Party coming, but this one is stronger, um, and you ha- will have more people on your side. But you can't roll in with arms and the back of a, you know. I saw those people up in Michigan, and they had the back of the, you know, the Humvee. Uh, or whatever it was, you know, one of the big army trucks and they mm-hmm. had guys, you know, peeking out from behind with rifles. That's people don't want that. No, Americans don't want revolution. We're not blood in the streets kind of people. And it, every time you do that, you set you hurt your case. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. It. it Everything is about image. This is why Martin Luther King won. He knew if we strike back, if we do anything, we will lose. He knew Malcolm X was wrong. It's a different thing in America than it is any place else. Don't do it. And when you say that, people always go back to, well, the founders, the founders, just the founders got, yeah, the founders waited like 40 years of peaceful means. They went back and forth to Britain over and over and over seeking redress. They tried and tried and tried to do something peaceful and at the last resort when there was nothing else available to them. Well, what is our last resort? Well, not the last resort. They had the king had soldiers quartering in their home. Right. They were searching papers in their home. Now, me personally, I think you could make a case that the federal government is doing that right now by spying on us and having <laughs> tracking all of our movements and tracking all of our voices and drones up in the sky. I mean, you could make the case, but you've got to win the hearts of the American people and they are on your side. But the minute you look like Antifa, you lose. You lose. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. It's just it's it, every time you show up armed like that, uh, I, I, I think in the minds of the American people, you're you're an extremist. And that's what they label and, you as. And here's the problem. It's going to hurt the reelection of of Donald Trump. If that becomes a big force mm-hmm. like Antifa, if you start to see that on the street, Donald Trump will support your ideas he, I can't believe I'm saying this about him because this was my biggest fear, uh, is that he would become a dictator kind of guy. Well, he hasn't. He's demonstrated mm-hmm. the exact opposite. But so he's agreeing with you in principle that these things shouldn't be happening. Right. But the minute he says that, they're going to say, look, he's for this military <clears throat> uprising, blah, 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 blah. And you will sway some people because people, Americans, don't like those images. And those images are all that's going to be seen. That's all that's going to be seen. Well, look what they've done. Yeah, we, look what they've done to the images of the, the two swastikas that were at that Michigan rally that you've been talking about. The Michigan rally had had all they've talked about in the press 
is the two swastikas. swastikas. And the swastikas weren't praising Nazis. They were saying, you're acting like a Nazi, and we're opposed to that. But that's not the way it was presented in the press. So they took that and take turned a, it completely around. Take a look at, take a look at my career. Uh, there is, I won the Defender of Israel Award. Okay, I didn't win it. I mean, it's not like a campaign, you know, it's not like a contest. I was awarded the Defender mm-hmm. of Israel. The, the, the award was presented uh, by Sheldon Adelson and his wife and Benjamin Netanyahu. Okay, uh, and yet I, the press said that I was an anti Semite. How many Jewish people believe that I'm an anti-Semite? Because they took everything I said with, uh, I said, look at the pattern. Mm -hmm. This is the beginning of Nazi kind of stuff. If you don't stop it, look at the the pattern of anti-Semitism in Europe. Look at what's happening in our own country, in our universities. Somehow or another, they made me look like an anti-Semite. Okay, well, (laughs) if I mean, I was on Fox News. You're not on Fox News. You're not there every day to defend yourself with a powerful voice. If they have those images, they will destroy you. Hmm. And I don't mean to be insulting, Glenn, but you are a legitimately terrible anti-Semite. Oh, <laughs> you are awful at it. Uh, I well, mean, you just can't pull it off. You keep it. I mean, for yeah. a guy who's so anti-Semitic, you just keep praising Jews all the time. What is going on with you? <laughs> I'm really bad at almost everything I do. Yeah. Exercise, uh, anti-Semitism, all. You're just bad at all of wait them. Wait a minute. 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 <laughs> You know, I, I actually, uh, you know, you guys, uh, we were talking off the air about the COVID-35 um, oh. that, uh, that we're, we're all gaining. Wait, I thought it was uh, the COVID-19. You're now hmm? the COVID-35. I think everybody <laughs> is going to agree we all gained about 35 pounds. <laughs> oh, easy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it is, that is the one thing that is really I- impacting a, a lot of us. I mean, the good news is. We are going to be selling a lot of sweatpants. So I hope America has not gotten out of the sweatpant industry because I don't want my dollars going over to China. Their sweatshops making sweatpants for big fat Americans. Um, well, anyway. Uh, all right. Thank you, Pat. You're welcome, Glenn. It's an honor just to be You're here. You're welcome, Glenn. Jeez, what a jerk. Uh, it was an honor right, me- just to be here. Thank you very much. Um, I know it is. Uh, anyway, my my pillow. I want to talk to you about my pillow. Uh, my pillow right now is doing a buy one get one free offer on pretty much everything. Uh, now they've been doing this with their sheets. These are Giza Dream sheets. This is Giza cotton, the world's best cotton. Really, really durable. Super, super soft. Uh, and you can buy one and get one free. So you buy a set and you get a second one free, basically 50% off, which is great. Well, they've expanded this now to almost everything uh, because Mike Lindell knows exactly what you're going through. He's he's not, strangely, he's not that far away from, you know, his last hit of crack where he <laughs> had no money. So he knows what it's like to be in 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 uh, difficult times. So he's 
the duvet covers, the pillows, almost everything is buy one, get one free. The special right now with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillows.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and uh, check out the buy one, get one free. Enter the promo code BECK. That's promo code BECK. You can call them at 800-966-3117 or go to MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Arthur Brooks is uh, coming up, senior fellow now, Harvard Business School. Um, he's uh, he's now teaching, you know, how to build a life and how to be happy. He's he is one of my favorite people uh, on the planet. He is a defender of liberty and the free market, and just knows it inside and out, and is a really happy warrior. Uh, can't wait to talk to him. He's coming up in just a little while. Also, um, we have the woman who uh, actually we have her lawyer. She was supposed to be on, but she's in jail now. Um, but we have uh, her attorney on in hour number three. Uh, the woman who went to jail for opening up her salon here in uh, Dallas, Texas, which is crazy. By the way, speaking of crazy Texans, uh, Dan Rather is in the news. Um, I. These guys, they're so blind. They, they think they're so smart and they are so blind as to what is happening in the country and the role that they're playing. It's, it's almost laughable. We'll talk about that as well next hour and give you a preview of uh, tonight's special, our Wednesday night special on Blaze TV about Joe Biden and Tara Reid. The truth behind that. Tonight, 9 p.m., blazetv.com. Join us now. Promo code BECK. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Today, I want to reintroduce you to somebody who really makes me feel like, uh, I don't know, like I have all my priorities wrong. There, Every time I talk to Arthur Brooks, I think... We should be best friends. Why don't I? Why? Why am I not talking to you all the time? You. He is so bright, um, and he is also one of the happiest warriors I've ever met. Um, but I never, for some reason, I just. just I think that's part of the happiness bad at life. index. That's I'm just, the, that's the, that's I'm the just bad, at bad at life. life. That's, yeah. It really is. It really is. <laughs> He's now um, a professor of practice at Harvard's uh, Kennedy uh, uh, School. He is a senior fellow at the Harvard Business School. He is the producer of The Pursuit. He knows more about what makes the free market work and and what makes America so different and and how to convince others that it's worth doing it this way. This helps more people and more people are happy uh, under a free market than any other system. We're going to talk to him about the free market, but also about the crisis that the, the uh, coronavirus really has put on us that we're not talking about yet. And that is depression, uh, loneliness, and a general lack of happiness. Arthur Brooks, one of my favorite guests in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Nobody wakes up in the morning saying, man, I, I really hope when I look in the mirror, I've got crow's feet and a double chin and maybe some dark spots for good measure. Nobody does that. If you know someone who does, stop talking to that person. Uh, they're bad at life, too. Uh, Chamonix has, is the best in, in skin care. And they know as we get older, we like to try to slow down the signs of aging the best we can, whether there are a few of them or a lot of them. Uh, this Mother's Day, look, the best in skincare is a great gift for your mom or any mom in your life. Uh, which is why from now until Mother's Day, you can get the classic GenuCell and the jawline treatment at a discount never offered before. Since it's Mother, Mother's Day, they're going to double the order for free. And while they're at it, they're going to throw in the GenuCell immediate effects also free. Now, the good thing is, if you don't believe this, satisfaction's guaranteed. Or you get your money back. So why not give it a shot? Order GenuCell's Mother's Day special right now and get double your order for free. Go to GenuCell.com or call now 800-577-8709. Happy Mother's Day from Chamonix. Get your double order free now. G-E-N-U-C-E-L, GenuCell.com or 800-577-8709 for GenuCell. Arthur Brooks. Welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Hello, Glenn. How are you, my friend? I can't believe we haven't talked in so long. I know. I know. And we just, the last thing we said to each other is, we've got to stay in touch. And it's been like six months. Um, it's ridiculous. Uh, I know. Are... Every time I see you, I'm like, I, I feel, feel like I was separated at birth from this guy. I mean, exactly we see the right. world in the same way, right? And we yeah. have the same values. Yeah, we do. We, we love right. America, but we're not, we're not uncritical. We see what's we're, wrong and we want to make it right. We were we were we're both classically trained uh, French hornists. So, <laughs> oh no, that's you. I don't. No, that's that, that was just you. Um, anyway, so uh, Arthur, you are now uh, teaching at Harvard Kennedy uh, School, and uh, you're what, what exactly is the class you're teaching? What is it you're teaching? So I'm a professor of leadership at Harvard, and, and I span two schools. The Harvard Kennedy School is the policy school at Harvard, and, I, and the Harvard Business School is obviously HBS. is where people get their MBAs. And I teach classes in leadership uh, at the policy side, and I teach classes in happiness at the Harvard Business School. It's the most incredible opportunity I've ever had. I just finished this super popular, very oversubscribed class called Leadership and Happiness to my MBA students right before they all had to leave and not come back. Now, do the, 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 does the school and the students, do they know how much of a free market guy you are? <laughs> well, I think, you know, most universities in America today, they'll accept a free marketeer on a case-by-case basis. Right, uh, okay. And, and, and you know, the, the nice thing about it is, I mean, mo- like most universities, Harvard University has, you know, most of the people pretty left-leaning, but... What I love about it is it's a real it's a real marketplace for ideas and there's an appreciation for people who think differently. So I felt incredibly welcome. I love it. I have to say I will. And my students are smart what? and everybody mixes it up. It's fine. There could not be a better uh, uh, mascot or, or champion of uh, the free market and our system than you. Uh, I'm thrilled that you're up there making an impact. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about an article that you just wrote on happiness uh, and fulfillment, because we have something that we're not really talking about. One of the real unintended consequences of of what's happening with covid is people are wildly lonely. 
loneliest the, the according to research loneliest americans have ever been uh and we have real fear uh doubt people are going to be you know many people have already lost their job that just does horrible things to people so i wanted to talk to you about mm-hmm. happiness because in this article you you said that there's there's three equations and i want you to take us through the three equations of of how we can get better yeah, no, I appreciate that. And and just to even back up a little bit, the loneliness thing is a really interesting problem because most of us, we leave our relationships up to our circumstances. And, and then and now we can't. I mean, most of us actually feel good when we're with other people, uh, maybe not in a you know bustling party, but seeing other people. But we don't know why we feel good. And there's an answer to that. And the answer is that there's a neurotransmitter that's created by the human brain called oxytocin, not to be confused with oxycontin obviously but they're actually similar in so far as that oxytocin makes us feel physically good and when people are really lonely they'll take drugs because they actually want to substitute for it this is one of the reasons that they found that 20 percent of active duty troops in vietnam were addicted to heroin but when they were when they came back and they got their oxytocin in their brains which came from contact with others 95 percent spontaneously stopped using heroin on their first day back this stuff is super powerful and when we don't take into account this oxytocin this neurotransmitter this hormone in the human brain we're going to actually feel horrible so the, the the challenge is you know for public policymakers and leaders is understanding that we have to make cost benefit calculations where people are not going to become depressed and lonely even if there's some risk to society it's very important and right. for the rest of us we have to understand that and make decisions where we can get our fix of the oxytocin that god wants us to have so uh, I, I don't know if you uh, remember John Huntsman Sr., uh, but he was a friend of mine and, you know, grew up dirt poor, became a billionaire and a guy that really had everything, had a great family, had a great business, great reputation, more money than, you know, the Holy Family. But, you know, the Holy Family was poor, but um, <laughs> I mean, just had just had a lot. And you would look on the outside and you would say, this guy there's no way this guy couldn't be happy and he was happy he was fulfilled but he taught me something one of the first times he kind of became a mentor of mine and we were just walking around in his yard his backyard and and uh he said so glenn how much is enough and i said what and he said how much is enough and now here's a guy who's walking around and we were on the side of a mountain that he owned and i said uh, I, I don't i don't know and he said well, you have to decide, and you have to decide right now," he said. "Because when you get there, you won't recognize it because it won't be enough. So you have yeah. to recognize it now. Uh, otherwise, yeah. you'll always be pursuing it." Yeah, that's right. And and the the key thing is that the key thing to remember is that there are basically four things that you're brain is telling you to chase that are idols and they won't bring happiness and there are four things you should be chasing so here's basically so i'll give everybody a second who's listening to us all million that are listening to us right now pick up a pencil okay so the four things that your brain that mother nature is telling you you really really want are money power pleasure and fame 
And fame means prestige or whatever. It means the admiration of other people, okay? Money, power, pleasure, and fame. Those are the things that wow. Mother Nature. If you get it, you'll finally be happy, man. But they're wrong. They're idols. Yeah, big time. They're 180 yeah. degrees off of what you really want. Here's what you really want that will actually give you enduring happiness. Faith, family, friendship, and work that serves others and where you can earn your success. That's it. That's your happiness portfolio. Those are the places where you're supposed to put your deposits. Mother Nature, by the way, doesn't care if we're happy. I mean, notwithstanding this thing I talked about, this oxytocin in our brains, Mother Nature, she's like, yeah, "Yeah, go get famous, and you'll finally be happy. You'll be on the hedonic treadmill on the hamster wheel of life for the rest of your life. That's why John Huntsman said, Glenn, what's your number? Why? Because that's the only chance, if you can answer that question, to get off the treadmill. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is, it's again, one of the reasons why I left Fox is because I wanted, I noticed that I was starting to want the fame and I knew because I'm an alcoholic, I had already washed out once. I knew these (laughs) things and as the minute I wanted it, I I realized I'm going to destroy myself. I mean, and that's why people who are famous you generally will sell their soul or if they're powerful in Congress, they'll sell their soul because they want it and they just keep trading away the things of real meaning and value. Oh, yeah. No, it's a, fame is a really, it's, it's the worst of the four, by the way. So you can be quite it's happy battery and, acid. And with money, with money, if all, but it, fame, you can only ever be happy in spite of it. And yet people really, really want it. And this actually comes from evolutionary biology. So evolutionary biologists will say that people want, you know, this ratio of people who know you versus the people you know. You want that to be really, really high because you're more likely, if you're a you know, troglodyte 500,000 years ago, you're more likely to get more mates if you have prestige. The problem is in the, in the current world, we've taken the ability to become famous to these incredible heights. You know, we can, you can, anybody can be a celebrity on YouTube if you just do it right. And so the result is that our brains are saying, get more famous, get more famous. And yet everybody you talk to who's achieved fame, they'll say, I can only ever be happy in spite of it, but I keep running toward it. I can't, I mean, you have the presence of mind because you're actually somebody who has battled idolatry who has battled addiction. But these are, these are real addictions, money, power, pleasure, fame. These are real addictions. You beat it once. And so you know what it looks like, you know what the monster looks like. And that guy, you know, it's like trying to get in your house all the time. So you say, hmm, I'm going to go do something else. And it's, I really admired that when you did it. Because I knew what you were doing because I I knew you. And I said, boy, Glenn is really has presence of mind. This is, this is, it was very adroit. And it's really weird, Arthur, because our kids are, they're just pursuing fame. They did the YouTube, Facebook, they're, they're, all of society is teaching us the exact opposite um and it's encouraging it and they're looking for fame and i'm telling you i think you're you're absolutely right that it's the worst one it's battery acid to the soul and even Mm. when even when you when you recognize that as you as you become less famous or whatever you're there's something in you that's like don't no don't no 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 and it's crazy you're gonna die yeah it's crazy it's really crazy crazy. 
for sure. And most people, you know, even adults who are not trying to become YouTube stars, what they want is this admiration. So it's a, it's a form of local fame called prestige. I want the right people to admire me. And it's just the admiration of people that people will, they crave so much and they work so hard to get. And, and you recognize that and it's, you know, at the end of the day, the people who admire you, they don't care if you die. They don't and care. It, right? And if, and if you, if you, uh, it's why I think there are so many people that are unwilling to speak out on things like the Me Too movement. Me Too movement. It's good. It, we need the balance. You know, we, it's made some good things, but it's also been just battery acid on, on liberties and, and justice and, and truth. And people will just line up to just parrot whatever it is because they don't want to lose their prestige. They don't want to be a pariah. Nobody wants to be a pariah. Yeah, you want to, it, it tends to turn people into pleasers. It, and, you know, yes. I'm going to serve you know, the, the trivial desires of other people. It'll, it'll basically take away your dignity in the end. Because, you know, it, you know, whether Fox News or MSNBC or whatever, still these are profit-making organizations. And they'll just try you out, yeah. man, again and again and again. They'll, say, they'll basically instrumentalize Glenn Beck. And you're not an instrument. You're a human being. You're a child of God. You have dignity, and only you at the end of the day, and a few other people, you know, your spouse, your kids, your friends, are the people who will stand up for your dignity. That's why when you stood up for your own dignity and said, I'm going to go my own way, I admired it so much. And, you know, each one of us, most people were listening to you. I mean, they, they, they follow you, they admire you, they take your lead, they love your leadership. And they say, well, yeah, well, it's different. I mean, Glenn and Arthur have a different kind of life than I do, especially Glenn, he's a big, famous guy. Every single person faces these decisions all the time. We yes. face these decisions constantly. Am I going to sell myself for a symbol of myself? Or am I going to remember who yes. I am and, and, and hew to that? It's really important we, that all of us have this. We, we sell our soul. We become that Hollywood star or whatever every time we edit a picture of our life or we take the perfect picture of our life and post it on facebook and don't post what really is going on you know what i mean we don't you don't see your life a mess everybody is is skewing it which makes things worse for you because you're not living that life uh and it makes it worse for everybody else because they're like well they're living that life and i'm not it's horrible. Yeah, no, see, it's horrible. So you're setting up your, 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 your advertising your fake life and consuming the fake lives of others. Yeah, I got something that's going to blow your mind, actually, um, on this. Because I've been okay, wait, wait, wait. research on that. You got, we got to go, right? The, give, yeah, give, give me one minute and we'll come right back with what's going to blow our minds. Uh, more with uh, Arthur Brooks in just a second. Great guy. Really super smart. We, and I want to talk to him about the free market and the economy if we can if we can get there let me tell you about quickly relief factor relief factor if you're in pain i beg you just try it i mean i there is few there are a few commercials that i do that i actually asked for uh this one had been sponsoring us for a long time and i had always turned them down they wanted you know my voice but for three years they advertised and they just gave up i started taking it because of my wife because she loves me uh, and she knows better usually. Uh, and so I started taking it and it's changed my life. Uh, yesterday I was out working in the barn and we were doing some heavy uh, 
you know, physical labor. And one of the guys working with me, he's like, Glenn, I have, I mean, two years ago, you would not have been able to do any of this. And I said, I know. And it's because I'm out of pain now. And Relief Factor has a huge role to play in that. Huge. I take it three times a day. If you're in pain, please try it. 70% of the people who try it, they go on to order more month after month because it works. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. Do it now. ReliefFactor.com. Back in 10 seconds. All right. Arthur, blow our mind. Yeah, man. So I've been studying the effects of social media on happiness. And I really admire the work of a social psychologist at San Diego State University named Jean Twenge, T-W-E-N-G-E. So people can go Google her work. She's, the, she's really the leading authority on loneliness and social media. Okay, so I talked in the last segment about oxytocin, this neurotransmitter that gives us pleasure when we connect with other people. It comes from eye contact and touch. That's one of the reasons we're craving it during the lockdown. Not enough eye contact, not enough touch. When people want it, what do they do? They turn to the second best substitute, which is social media, to get more of this oxytocin. They don't know they're craving it, but they're going for it. It's kind of like when you're hungry and you reach for a burger and fries or a candy bar. One of the main reasons for the obesity problem in America is too many calories per nutrient. So the calorie to nutrient ratio is all goofed up. So you get too many calories, not enough nutrients. Your body stays hungry to get the nutrients. It's the same thing with social media. Social media is social junk food. You want oxytocin. You go online, not enough eye contact, not enough touch, which means it's just a trickle of this hormone that your, your brain is craving. And so you binge on it. Now, the research shows that less than 30 minutes a day, it makes you happier because you're connecting to your friendships. It is to say it's a compliment. But more than 30 mm-hmm. minutes a day becomes a substitute for your relationships. And every hour you spend on it, you will get lonelier. So, so this is a mind-blowing thing. You get on it to be less lonely, but it makes you lonelier in much the same way that you can end up getting hungrier from eating the wrong food, food that's not nutrient-dense. So what we need to do if we want to be happier is you've got to get a new technology. Get off social media. And half an hour a day, max, time it out across all platforms and turn it off. And then after that, the only technology we should be using to connect is stuff like Zoom and Skype and FaceTime where we can get eye contact with somebody else and we'll get our oxytocin. I, I have to tell you, Arthur, I hate I don't carry a phone. I hate talking on the phone. But I love FaceTime. Everybody makes fun of me because if you're going to call Glenn, you got to FaceTime. Uh, And I just I love it because I feel like I'm having a real conversation on the phone. It's just I don't know. I just it doesn't work for me. I hate it. Well, it makes perfect sense because you're you're a true people person. You know, you're a person, you have a lot of love for other people. It comes through in your show. It's come through in everything that you've done. And just a minute with you and you feel, you feel like you're with somebody who loves you. This is a great gift, by the way. It's a wonderful thing. It's an apostolate. It's a mission, actually. But that also means that you're going to be most prone to these oxytocin deficits. You're going to be most prone to feeling like garbage when you're too isolated. And that means that you're a perfect case for somebody who has to use this technology to get eye contact. 
All right. Well, we're going to come back with um, with Arthur Brooks. Um, we're going to continue a little bit more on this, and we want to talk about how do we get back to a free economy. Uh, all right, let me tell you a little bit about 1-800-Flowers. There is a story that I saw today. Let me see if I can bring it up here real quick. Uh, there was a story that I saw today about how the the flower industry is having a real tough time right now. They're really, really struggling to get the orders to places like for Mother's Day. So 1-800-Flowers is on the front line. They got it. You have to order uh, the bouquet early. Remember, Mother's Day is this Sunday. Don't forget this. But delivery is limited this year. So please order now. If you want a, a bouquet or an arrangement or just another gift, maybe mom doesn't like flowers or whatever, you can find everything, including really yummy stuff, at 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon and enter the promo code back. Call and save today, but please do it today so you make sure that something is there for mom. 1-800-Flowers.com. Code back. 1-800-Flowers.com. Code back. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You get 30 bucks off. That offer is running out soon, so get in now. We're with Arthur C. Brooks, one of my favorite people uh, in the world, and I think I figured it out why. He is, uh, he's very good at flattery, and uh, which translates, in my case, to a very good liar. Uh, and he just makes you feel good when you are around him, uh, and I hope you feel that as well. He is, he's, he's teaching uh, truth uh, on, in, at Harvard on leadership and and fulfillment and we're talking to him about the three equations for a happy life and the the second equation is um uh let me see if i can get it here it's uh, satisfaction equals no no no, that's that's equation three where is it here it is uh habits equal faith family friends plus work um and you say it's kind of like a a bank if you 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 gotta make these into habits, and you gotta you gotta make a deposit in each of those accounts really every day. And I, Arthur, I find that almost impossible to do. It's hard to do. It's interesting, you know. It, during the break, because we took four or five minutes, and 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 while we were in the break, I checked my messages, and I'm getting I'm just getting bombarded by people because now it's really easy to get my email or on social media asking. It's like I didn't have a pencil when we wrote that down before. So, so let me tell people real quickly how you can get this stuff. So you can just enjoy my conversation with Glenn, but at the same time, you can get this stuff. So Glenn is referring to an article in the Atlantic. I have a column in the Atlantic, which is theatlantic.com called how to build a life. And so if you just look for the Atlantic in my column, it comes out every other Thursday. And I have a podcast where I talk about all this stuff full time called the art of happiness. So go to the art of happiness with Arthur Brooks and just subscribe to the podcast. It's free and go read the articles in the Atlantic. It's free. And now just enjoy my conversation with Glenn. Sorry for the advertisement, Glenn, but that's how people can. Uh, no, 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 that's, I should have been doing that for you. Um, uh, I, I also, before you hang up, I just leave with my producer. I want to get the name of the uh, uh the person in san diego um but 
Oh, let's, Jean Twenge, T W E N G E, and so yeah, and that's okay. her stuff's great. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Family, faith, friends, and work. I have yeah. the hardest time. It's impossible to balance. I've been trying to just to you know bring them all together as much as I can, right. but I'm always shortchanging something. I know. And the thing that we tend to not shortchange, guys like you and me and a lot of people listening to us, is work. work. You know, it's, like, right. it's it, because that's what we do. You never was like, yeah, I forgot to go to work today. But you'll always say, I forgot yeah. to do my prayers today. I forgot to call my mom today. I forgot to call. I mean, it's like, they think about it. I mean, you and I are like, I love Glenn Beck. And you're like, I want to talk to Arthur Brooks. And it's six months between our conversations. That shouldn't be. I know. Not just because it's good for us to do the show together, but because we're friends. So here's how we do it. And this is the opportunity of the COVID-19 epidemic. This is what we, a lot of us are in locked. I'm in Boston. So, you know, there's like stay under the bed, <laughs> be very afraid. We're not getting this. So I was just talking to a friend of mine in, right. in Idaho, who just sent me a message and he's out working on a fence. So they have more freedom out there, but one way or yeah. the other, we're, we're more locked down than we used to be. So, what do we do with that? We have to set up our own schedule. Start at the beginning of the day, putting together your schedule, not put together for you, and put all four of those accounts in the schedule. You know, it's like, look, I'm going to say my prayers. I'm going to do it today. So I'm Catholic. You know, you're Latter-day Saint. We have norms of things that we do. You know, I say my rosary every day. It goes in my schedule. I pray my rosary. Wow. You know, it's like, it's really important. And you should actually have an hour at the end of the day where I'm going to FaceTime with these two people, right? And put it into your schedule. So, so we are, you're taking as seriously your faith and your family and your friendships, because look, we, we, we neglect this stuff at our peril. If you put all of your happiness into work, just like putting your whole pension into Greek bonds, uh, it might work out, <laughs> but I don't recommend it. <laughs> right. I will tell you the one thing that I have gotten from this lockdown. I am fortunate enough. I live next door. Or my kids live next door to me, uh, my older kids. Uh, and so we've been locked down as a family. And just the interaction of me finishing and I'll walk over to their house after the show and I'll be like, hey, what's happening? And play with the grandkids. Just 15 minutes. And then coming back and then seeing them later in the day, my world is so balanced right now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to really miss it when I go, uh, you know, back to work. So for sure. Speak. For sure. Absolutely. And if you only do work or as work is a good thing, again, two characteristics of work to bring you happiness, not fame, not power, not money. I mean, that stuff can be OK, but it should be about serving others and earning your success. This is, by the way, this is the psychological basis of why I love democratic capitalism. Because democratic capitalism, the capitalist system, which I know we're going to try to get to in this hour, is the only system that allows people to earn their success on a mass basis. You know, the, the Beck family didn't come on some boat in the late 19th century saying, it sure will be great to get to America where there's a better system of forced income redistribution. I mean, the Becks were like... I'm ambitious riffraff. I want to build my life and, you know, earning right. success, serving others. That's the secret to, to happiness through work. And if we don't, if we don't actually pay attention to that. <clears throat> it, right. It, it is also, I think the secret to why our capitalist system is not functioning the way it should, because uh, it is seeking now and, and giving 
uh, you know, how to be powerful, how to be famous, uh, you know, uh, how to make money. When capitalism really works or the free market really works, it is the best charity system out there because I sit at home and I think, how can I serve people? How can I make their life better? How can I how can I what can I create that will help them with their life? And if you have that moral sentiment of wanting to help people, you'll get rich their life will be, uh, uh, you know, uh, easier and you'll be fulfilled. I mean, it's just a great system. Absolutely. Unless unless we're pursuing the wrong four goals. If it's money, power, Correct. Fame, we're in trouble. If it's faith, family, friends and work that serves others and we're in our success, then everything actually falls into place. And, and one of the things is, you know, you talk about culture a lot on your show um, and, and you talk about it really compellingly because there's a sort of a sense of regret of what we lose as a society, not because yeah. we move away from capitalism, but because because markets require morals that we actually have to have yes. well ordered moral sentiments or the capitalist system won't even work. You know, some people think that right. you set the markets free and everything's going to be fine. That's, that's wrong. That's actually wrong unless we have our priorities in order as human beings made to serve each other, lift each other up, to see the adventure in life. Basically, it's this. Each one of us has a startup. It's called our life. That's the, the enterprise of life. I mean, by the way, you were leading your – you were doing your startup when you left Fox News. You didn't know what you were going to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were going to wind up in a, in a warehouse outside of, outside of Dallas making this new empire, but you're treating Glenn Beck Inc. as a startup because that's the true adventure of life, but that comes from a a certain way of seeing life. And that's not good enough if it's money, power, pleasure, and fame. So let me talk about the free market um, and, and how we can navigate these tough times. Arthur, I think you'll agree. These are what we are going into are going to be the roughest economically of of our lifetime. Uh, this is right. probably going back to depression. Um, and we, we can do it. Although I don't think we have enough people in Washington that believe in the American people to free them. Uh, and we are doing all kinds of things that go against the free market. I I've been pushing for America to be called an, uh, an economic, uh, what, what what was it, uh, Stu? An economic uh, empowerment zone that we are that that we relax some of these things and encourage people to get back to work. But I think the opposite is is also being pushed. How do we how do we navigate these without eating each other and uh, and without losing our, our freedoms? Well, to begin with, we should remember, I mean, people are saying that this is an indictment of capitalism, what's actually happening during the COVID-19 epidemic. And that's, of course, ridiculous. What? I mean, the, the, I know. I mean, the whole, you know, what's going on today with an, a moribund economy and, you know, people not being able to do what they need to do with their work. That's like any Tuesday in socialism. You know, yeah. the, this, is the, the, this is the exception to the rule in capitalism. And it's worth pointing out that, only capitalism is going to save us. Nobody thinks that some dictatorship is going to develop the COVID-19 vaccine. That's coming from capitalism. You know, we, we may be messy. We may be, you know, like protesting all the time and you know, not being able to get along. Sure. 
That's because we have a lot of freedom. But we will solve this crisis, and we will solve it for the rest of the world, mark my words. Now, what do we need to remember about ourselves, remember about our culture? It's very important for us to remember that only we can save our economy from what has happened, and that requires each of us to put our oar in the water. You know, the whole idea that the government is going to be able to support people forever is insane. You know, I'm glad that we have public policies that can create a safety net. I'm a big believer in the safety net. I love the safety net. But only capitalism made the safety net possible. You know, it's the first time in history we've been able to take care of our brothers and sisters in need that we haven't met. That's because of the largesse and, and wealth that actually comes from the capitalist system. It's also the case that, you know, we will come out of this. And the only reason we're going to come out of this is because of hard work and human endeavor and the startup of our own lives, you know, getting that going again. And so we must not stand in the way of that as a government or as a people. So when, you know, everybody's talking about opening up the economy, et cetera, and I I think I under I reread uh, FDR's uh, only thing to fear, fear itself speech um, uh, just uh, what a couple of nights ago. And I think we're in the same place where really it is our fear um, that is is stopping us. uh, And fear is being preached everywhere now. How do we open this up? What do we I mean, because we got to get back into doing stuff. But people are are afraid and in some ways, rightfully so. Yeah, no, the fear comes from uncertainty. You know, if we actually knew what the possible outcomes are and had probabilities on them, we could insure against that's called risk, the whole insurance industry. Right. But um, there's no un- that insurance. You can't buy an insurance policy against uncertainty. And that, that a little part of the brain called the amygdala that gets stimulated and gives you, you know, discomfort when you're and it kept you alive. I mean, all of us are alive today because we jump out of the way of a moving car. But when it's chronically stimulated by our circumstances, we're we're fearful, and we're unhappy and we're uncomfortable. And that's what's going on. OK, now here's the. Here's the solution. Here's the antidote. You know, and again, I'm an economist, but I wind up doing this, the the happiness work because it's more fulfilling at the end of the day. And one of the things that we know is that the opposite of fear is love. People think that love and hatred are opposites. They're not. Hatred is downstream from fear. So when you have too much fear in your life, and a lot of people are really fearful, the answer is not to try to stomp out the fear. You need to drown it in love. And so this is what we actually need. It gets back to the early part of our conversation about oxytocin and loneliness and relationships and faith and family and friends. It all comes into this you know, seamless garment of truth, which is that if we feel fear, we need more love. And that's the only thing that's going to solve the problem. And this is why Martin Luther King won. Yeah, that's right. You know, we have a fear. He was, he was preaching love today. when. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and you know, right now, you know, we have very much of a fear-based politics, and it, it proceeds pretty predictably from the 2008 financial crisis, where a lot yes. of politicians are basically saying, you know, be afraid of the other guy. You know, somebody's got your stuff, and I'm going to get it back. You know, and I understand yeah. that rhetoric, but it can't last forever. Ultimately, I mean, look, you and I have strong views. We're free marketeers. We believe in you know, a better society. We promote the American military because America is a force for good in the world and all that. But it's on the basis of the love for our society, the love for our country, love for each other. And indeed, 
even the love for the people who disagree with us politically and people around the world who disagree yes. with us. Yes. It's not based on fear of anything. I mean, America is not a fearful country. And so that's what we need all of us in leadership positions, which includes, by the way, not just Glenn and Arthur, but every single person who's listening is a leader. You have the leadership capability. Use it for love and you will be part, uh, part of the reason that we solve the crisis from the COVID-19 epidemic. Uh, Arthur Brooks, um, his series is in the Atlantic, How to Build a Life. Uh, you can uh, also follow him at ArthurBrooks.com. He has a podcast, The Art of Happiness, that is well worth your time. And if you are at home and you've watched everything on Netflix, you think you haven't seen one of the best uh, uh, documentaries I think made on the free market and it is called the pursuit um, and it's it's by Arthur and he takes you all around the world and it is you want to debunk of the socialism in Sweden watch the pursuit watch that on Netflix um, Arthur thank you and uh, let's uh, let's not have six months between our next conversation thank you so much <laughs> I Arthur. agree Glenn God bless you God bless you bet bye bye such a great guy such a great guy um <clears throat> all right life lock i don't want to inject fear well no i'm not going to you know what's happening uh, people are you know sitting in their underpants in the you know in their basement of uh, of mother russia's uh, house and they are they're trying to steal your identity i mean this is happening it's a crime wave all around the world whether it's funded by other countries or it's just some some kid even they can hack your devices and they can steal your identity and that will destroy so much that you have built <clears throat> and it's hard to get it back now lifelock watches the things that you're probably not going to be able to see they're not going to be able to catch everything nobody can uh, but lifelock watches those but more importantly than just watching and then alerting you they help you repair it if there is a problem that's really the gift of uh, lifelock that Nobody else will give you right now. You can save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code back call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code back for 25% off now at lifelock.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Next. Oh, we've got a great hour for you. Joe Biden, a preview into what we're going to talk about tonight on our Wednesday night special. And the salon owner that's now in jail for opening her salon last week. We talked to her attorney because she's in jail. Coming up next on the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Let me tell you about Hustler Turf, our spotlight sponsor. Hustler Turf has over five and a half decades of experience building zero-turn lawnmowers. Thousands of hours of testing and perfecting has gone into these machines. And right here in the center of the country, they were built to last. They have the smooth track steering system, heavy-duty tubular frame, multi-layer welded uh, steel deck. This is 
This is so far above any of the uh, competitors. It is the last lawnmower you are ever going to buy. It is a great, great uh, lawnmower, great machine. Uh, During the month of May, Hustler is giving away a free generator or pressure washer with the purchase of select models. Uh, So they do lawnmowers, but they also do generators and pressure washers as well. You'll get an extra year of warranty coverage if you use the promo code BECK. Just check them out. They've got 1,400 dealers all over the country, but find yours at HustlerTurf.com. HustlerTurf.com. Click on the radio offer button at the top of the right-hand corner and enter my name back for all the details. HustlerTurf.com The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Oh yeah, dog. And that just makes you uncomfortable, doesn't it, when I say that? Uh, welcome and uh, and uh, and welcome to Wednesday. It's the Glenn Beck program tonight. We are doing an expose on uh, Joe Biden and Tara Reid. You're going to have to decide, you know, who's telling the truth and what do you do with that when you don't know for sure? Well, we'll uh, talk about that tonight, but I want to introduce you. Uh, to the seven accusers. Stu says there's nine, but let's go through them one by one and Tara Reid as well, because voters three to one say the press should be covering this and they're not. Three to one in the latest poll. Joe Biden is our topic in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I'm going to tell you that I put my money where my mouth is. Um, yesterday I called and uh, I acquired some of Goldline's uh, $5 Liberty coins. They were minted in 1901. They have a very small amount of these, uh, but they are they're quarter ounce coins. Uh, gold, according to Bank of America, J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs, three sources now all say that they expect gold in 21 in 2021 or 2022 to be about $3,000 an ounce. That's double where it is now. Um, I don't buy it as an investment. I will tell you at $3,000 an ounce, the world has gone insane. It's gone insane. That's the only reason why gold goes up is because nobody has trust in anything else. Is the world getting more sane or less sane? Are we doing things to strengthen our dollar or hurt our dollar? Um, uh, can you see the, the, the trust level? Is it getting better or worse? You answer those three questions. Depending on how you answer is how fast you will call gold line. Because if you think all of those things are going in the wrong direction, you should buy gold because Bank of America and Goldman Sachs and everybody else could be right. And this is a great way to get, you know, you're not going to go in and buy groceries with a with an ounce of gold. Hey, I want to barter this and here's this $3,000 coin for whatever. This is why these historic $5 gold Liberty coins are so important. They're quarter ounce and they're historic. Ask them for details on why. That's why I buy them the way I do. I don't buy bullion. I, I, I buy old coins. I am, I'm a collector. Uh, federal government. That's what I'm doing. 
Anyway, um, in other news, the U.S. Mint in New York is still shut down. There is a shortage of gold around the world, but Goldline has their uh, gold and can ship uh, anywhere right now. Call Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Voters, three to one, say the national media is not aggressive enough reporting Joe Biden's sexual assault allegations. When you look at another poll, a new poll out shows 26% now of Democrats want Joe Biden to be replaced because of this. 26% say he's got to go. So let's break this poll down here for a second before we get into the facts. 61% of Democrats believe that Biden appeared very credible or somewhat credible during his interview with Morning Joe, where he denied the allegations. 61% of Democrats somewhat credible. Six, only 61%. When you... When you have 40% of the American Democratic Party saying uh, he's not credible on this, do you have a viable candidate? Honestly, 26% of the Democratic Party would move to replace Biden after watching the video. 61% say they found his denial at least somewhat critical, uh, credible and should remain the nominee. The number includes 28% of Democratic women. Uh, Only 28% say that he should remain. Really? Younger women voters are the most likely to want Biden replaced as the presumptive nominee of the Democratic Party. 40% of voters under 45 agreeing that he should be replaced. 40% under 45 And 15% of older voters say he should be replaced. Among general voters, so this would include the the Republicans and the the independents. If you don't get independents, you don't win. Among general voters, only 41% say they found his uh, denial somewhat credible or very credible versus 38% that say it's not credible at all. This is going to be a problem because he's badly polarized um, on this. And, you know, when you have two candidates and they're both polarized, you don't usually make a change. You're like, I'm not going to change horses. I know what this guy is and I may not like this guy, but I know what this guy is and we're fine. If you don't believe that you know, we're fine under Donald Trump. Well, then you're going to vote for really probably anybody. Um, But when you have two guys and one is Joe Biden and it's of the Democratic Party, it exposes the Democratic Party for who they are. It exposes the media for who they are. And it would expose you. I think there's I think there is 25 to 50% 50% of the voting public, nah, 50 is too high, 25 to 35% of voters in America that would go, you know what, I, I just, I, I'm not going to sell me out. This is, it bothers me and will pass on him. That's going to be a problem. Yeah, I think people will overlook a lot 
when casting a vote here, a lot of people have their minds made up on Trump. You know, this is a pretty yeah. partisan country at this moment. Um, you know, we've been even seeing evidence lately of people coming out and saying, I believe Tara Reid and her assault accusation, but I'm still going to be voting for Joe Biden, which is what are you saying about yourself when you're saying, hey, you know who would be OK for me to endorse as a candidate? A rapist. That is a uh, that's a it's a hell of a, a standard to set for yourself. Yeah. If you believe unlike I mean, what Donald Trump said, you know, on that bus uh years ago was really offensive but that was really sick over the top guy talk now that doesn't mean that that didn't did, did he you know he said that's what he did but you know right guys say a lot of stuff but this is the accusation is from a woman that joe actually did that uh and and then some <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, I, know I mean of, that's a real problem. I know of zero Trump supporters who voted for Donald Trump that believe those allegations that he committed sexual assault. That you might have right. this idea that oh well they're fooling themselves into uh, believing Trump. That's right. fine, but at least they're doing the work on that. Uh, you know, <laughs> Democrats at this point right. are like, yeah, you know, he's probably yeah, they, a rapist, but I don't really like Donald Trump, so uh, I'm yeah. going to vote for the rapist. And I think with, like there with is Donald a, Trump, it was I don't I don't like I don't like the way he talks. I don't like what he said. I don't. But it's not the allegation that was believable uh, of what Joe Biden is being accused of yeah there, I mean, there it, is dif- a difference here there were allegations against trump as the, the left likes to point out in these moments but uh, you know look yes. you have to do your own work and try to believe what you believe um i think the issue here as a candidate as you get close to an election is you can't have major reasons for people to not vote for you in this environment and yes. the democrats they'll deny this all day but the Democrats already have the idea in their head that Joe Biden doesn't seem capable of doing this job. That is already yes. there. They don't think Donald Trump is capable either. So it's, they're able to hold on to their vote for Biden right now. But if you start piling these things on top of each other, he's incompetent. He may have actually sexually assaulted a woman and now is doing all the things that we said were terrible. All this scrutiny about her character, all these questions about her claims, all of these things that are going on now that you have set the standard that we're not all these things should not even be allowed in polite society as of two weeks ago and now you're having to justify and backtrack on all these things that you said people hate doing that and so they're trying to find their little pathway into continuing to be able to justify this vote for biden and if you keep piling things like this on top of each other they're not going to be able to find it yeah, well, they they will find another reason. Nobody wants to admit that the standard that they've been holding up that has destroyed people's lives is the wrong standard. Nobody wants to be that wrong. Um, only the real brave will. So they will find another reason. Uh, and it could just be the straw that breaks the cam- camel's back. I mean, if you look at uh, I have the eight accusers in front of me, you have uh, Amy Cole. Uh, helping run a reception for about 50 people in 2008. Biden arrived. She introduced, uh, they introduced him to her. He leaned in, squeezed her shoulders and delivered a compliment about her smile, holding her for a beat too long. Um, Okay. 
I think he's just kind of a creepy dude. Uh, that doesn't that's not assault. Number seven, Amy Lapos, former congressional aide, uh, Democratic political activist, claimed that during the 2009 political fundraiser or fundraiser in Greenwich, he touched her inappropriately. She said it wasn't sexual, but he grabbed me by the head. He put his hand around my neck and pulled me in to rub noses with me. When he was pulling me in, I thought he was going to kiss me on the mouth. I never filed a complaint, to be honest, because it was the vice president and I'm a nobody. Wow, is that a problem? Uh, Caitlin Caruso said four years ago, the age of 19, uh, survivor of sexual assault, spoke at an event on sexual assault, University of Las Vegas, when Biden was attending. Um, after she shared her experience of sexual assault, Biden rested his hand on her thigh even though he squirmed, she squirmed in her seat to show her discomfort, he hugged her just a little too long. It doesn't even really cross your mind that uh, such a person would dare uh, perpetrate harm like that, she said. These are supposed to be the people that you can trust. Okay, so again, just inappropriate and possibly just a creepy dude, but not sexual assault. Also consistent with each um, other. Right, like all these yeah, claims all of these are, are very consistent. Yeah, and and all of the pictures, mm-hmm. you know, of him sniffing hair and saying really creepy things to girls. But that again is you have to make the decision. Is that just an old man who this? Because this is his excuse. Look, I grew up in a different age. Blah blah blah. I, I I'm sorry. I even if I buy that, Grandpa. You know, you can't continue to do that. You know, when everybody had somebody in their in their family growing up, I mean, depending on your age, if you're at least my age, you had somebody growing up uh, that was, you know, older in the 60s and the 70s. Uh, and they were still like, you know, talking about coloreds, uh, you know, or whatever. And, you know, they may not have had any malice. It's just the world they grew up in. And at some point you were like, Grandpa, stop saying that. You got to stop <laughs> saying that, you know. And this time Grandpa's going to be the president of the United States. And we keep saying to him, hey, stop hugging people, rubbing noses with them and saying really creepy things to girls. He just won't stop. That's the problem. So then you have a former White House intern. She said she was there in uh, 2013. She was trying to exit the basement of the West Wing when she was asked to step aside. Biden uh, approached her, uh, shook her hand and introduced himself. During the encounter, she said Biden put his hand on the back of my head and pressed his forehead to my forehead and said, what a pretty girl. Oof. Grandpa, stop. Uh, Lucy Flores uh, wrote an essay. She was working for Biden in 2014. Just before speeches, we were ushered to the side of the stage where we were lined up uh, for introduction. I was taking deep breaths and preparing myself to make my case to the crowd. I felt two hands on my shoulders. I froze. Why is the vice president of the United States touching me? I felt him get closer to me from behind. He leaned further in and inhaled my hair. I was mortified. I thought to myself, I didn't even wash my hair today. And the vice president is smelling it. And also, what in the actual F? Why is he doing this? She said, my brain couldn't process what was happening. I was embarrassed. I was shocked. I was confused. 
Um, then you have the next accuser, Sophie. Sophie was one of 50 sexual assault survivors. She appeared on stage with Lady Gaga at the Oscars, blah, 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 when met uh, and heard about her, you know, uh, her experiences. He responded by clasping her hands and leaning down to place his forehead against hers. The moment was photographed and went viral. Uh, she said she, he just crossed the boundary into my personal space at a very sensitive moment. He emphasized that he wanted to connect with people. And of course, that's important. But then again, all of our interactions and friendships are two way street. Too often, it doesn't matter how the woman feels. OK, so all of those are things that you could dismiss. You could just say, OK, Grandpa, stop it. You could dismiss that. But those things added on top of what Tara Reid said and some of the other accusers now that are coming out, because there's a couple of other that 14 year old girl whose I think mother said, no, it was the wrong year, maybe. But remember, you facts don't even matter. They didn't even know where the house was or anything else uh, with uh, uh, with what's her name on Kavanaugh. They, they had nothing. They didn't know the date. They didn't know the year. This 14-year-old girl said she was really uh, humiliated in lockstep with the others. Tara Reeds is the only one that steps out and is out of the norm uh, to where it's an actual assault. And it's a bad description of an assault. Now, the media won't tell you uh, um, both sides of this story. They won't look at this honestly and say, OK, so who is Tara Reed? What are the what are the conditions that have to be met, you know, to be credible? Uh, who's Joe Biden and was he there? All of these things we've done uh, our homework and I can't give you an answer because I wasn't there, but I can give you both sides in an honest way so you can decide because nobody in the media is doing that that's tonight nine o'clock only on blaze tv you can find blaze tv on pluto tv uh, you can watch it live there at nine o'clock you can also that's free you can also watch it on uh, our youtube page um at uh, nine o'clock but if you want to watch it at your own convenience and live blaze tv.com slash glenn 30 discount on the year subscription and that ends next week so join us now blaze tv.com slash glenn rectech I had the best shrimp I've ever had in my life. And I said that as I pulled one off of the Rectech grill yesterday. And my wife kind of looked at me like, okay. And I said, try one. She said the same thing. My daughter said the same thing. Now, she's only got, you know, 14 years of experience on shrimp. But um, it, 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 unbelievable. I haven't had anything that has been cooked in and on my Rectech grill that hasn't been unbelievable unbelievable and i suck at grilling i've never smoked anything before in my life this is so easy and i'm telling you it is delicious and the best grill on the market dollar for dollar you go compare there is no comparison to a rectech grill it is built out of heavy steel it is it's high tech. You just set it like an oven. It feeds the wood into it itself. It, it, it takes care of itself. You turn it on, put the food in, take it out and eat. Yum. 
rectechgrills.com. You can register to win the grill the, just like the one I have for Father's Day at rectechgrills. That's with an S dot com uh, and find out all of the uh, all of the I want you to do your own homework. Find out why this one is the grill built by grillers for grillers. The best money can buy. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-C, grills with an S dot com. Rectechgrills.com. Ten seconds, station ID. All right, so uh, what was it, a week ago we had Shelly Luther on. She was uh, this woman who opened her salon in Dallas, Texas, uh, because she was about to lose her business. Uh, She couldn't hold out any longer. And uh, her stylists, many of them were hurting. Now, not all of them returned. They were doing social distancing. They were wearing masks, everything else. But a uh, judge in Dallas uh, said no and issued a cease and desist and she was on television and she said no I'm sorry I'm keeping my business open and uh, she tore that cease and desist in half well that pissed the judge off we're going to play some audio for you from the court hearing yesterday she's in jail today for opening her business by the way salons can open Monday so she was about 10 days ahead she's in jail today and when you hear the judge what an egomaniac and out of touch, in my opinion. Um, but uh, we, we have her attorney on to find out, you know, what's in store now, what's what's happening and to get his take uh, on all of this. We'd like to talk to her, but she's in jail. What is happening to Texas? Good heavens. And if it's happening in Texas, I can't even imagine what your life is like in Michigan or Virginia or California. I could go on New York, Connecticut. I mean, what is life like? We have got to get back to some of our founding principles. All right, we return with that and an update on the meat situation in the country as well. Shortage of meat, the wrong players are being blamed for it. We'll tell you about that coming up. The Glenbeck program. All right, I want to talk to you about Car Shield. You are we're now living in times where you gotta make everything uh last. You gotta squeeze everything um and repair it and not buy new stuff. We're not living in a disposable society right now because we can't afford it. We gotta be really prudent. This is why Car Shield should play such a, a, a play such a very important part in your financial and even your work and family life right now. You got to have your car so you can go to work. It's got to be working. You can't afford to uh, fool around and if your car is out of warranty, have a $3,000 sensor go. Do you have that money? You need to be smart and frugal. And the way to do that, I believe, is with Car Shield. I have Car Shield on my older uh, trucks that don't have a warranty anymore. They're covered. It has saved me so much money. It'll do the same for you. You can you can uh, cobble together your own program for coverage. Just get together with them now. CarShield.com. CarShield.com. Promo code back. 
And BlazeTV.com. Uh, if you go there, you can use the promo code Glenn. Get 30 bucks off your subscription right now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I want to take you to a court in Dallas yesterday. Um, this is uh, in the bizarre trial uh, of of a woman who just tried to open up her her salon here in Dallas because she was about to lose her salon. Uh, she couldn't keep it closed any longer. And uh, many of the stylists uh, were really having a hard time finding enough money to be able to feed their families. So she opened it up last uh, uh, last um, um what was to say? Sorry, I'm so distracted on something else. Uh, she she opened it up last week. She got a cease and desist. Uh, she tore the cease and desist up and said, "I'm sorry. I'm going to. I have a right to keep my shop open." She went to trial, and here's what the judge said to her yesterday. Listen to this: that you now see the error of your ways and understand that the society cannot function where one's own belief in a concept of liberty permits you to flaunt your disdain for the rulings of duly elected officials. That you owe an apology to the elected officials whom you disrespect, disrespected by flagrantly ignoring and in one case defiling their orders, which you now know obviously apply to you that you understand that the proper way in which in, or in an ordered society to engage concerns which you may have had is to hire a lawyer and advocate for change, an exception or an amendment to laws that you find offensive, that you publicly state that this is the way that citizens in the state should behave, and that you represent to this court that you will today cease operation of your salon and not reopen until after further orders of this of the government permit you to do so. This court will consider the payment of a fine in lieu of the incarceration, which you've demonstrated that you have so clearly earned. Is there anything that you would like to say? So uh, that's what she she had to do. Uh, and she responded with this. Judge, I would like to say that I have much respect for this court and laws. And that I've never been, been in this position before. And it's not some place that I want to be. But I have to disagree with you, sir, when, I, when you say that I'm selfish. Because feeding my kids is not selfish. I have hairstylists that are going hungry because they'd rather feed their kids. So, sir, if you think the law is more important than kids getting fed, then please go ahead with your decision, but I am not going to shut the salon. Okay, stop. So, she, she, he wanted an apology. That's what he wanted. And uh, she's sitting in jail now today. Her attorney is with us. Warren Norred, uh, he is the attorney who was by her side yesterday. How, first of all, how is she today? Have you talked to her? Not had a chance to talk to her. We're in the process of setting that up, setting her account set up. It takes a few minutes when somebody first goes to jail. 
and uh, there's no there's no bail, right? No, there's no bail. Uh, so our, our, we have a remedy, and the remedy is the, the sole remedy is a writ of habeas corpus. And so we're in the uh, in the process of writing that, and then we'll file an emergency motion to set bail uh, before the Supreme Court. And that'll I hope to have that filed this afternoon. So have you ever seen a judge say apologize or I'm sending you to jail? I have never seen that. You know, it reminds me of the, the you got to bend the knee. You know, this is about right. heresy. This is not about the rule of law. You have stood before this court and, and found guilty of disrespect. Uh, it, even though, and it's one, one thing as she was saying, no, I, I don't like you. I don't think that you have any authority. And, and you know, but that's not it. it this is somebody, is, she's a humble woman. She's had, you know, in situations like this, you see a lot of egos go crazy, but she's been, she's been great. And she understands where she is and she understands that she's the tip of the spear. You know, she represents hundreds of people that are in the same exact boat because politicians are passing laws by executive authority instead of the standard normal procedure that they're supposed to use. So they're not following the rule of law, but she's supposed to. Right. And so because she didn't break a law, did she? I mean, it, it, these aren't laws that have been passed. What, what, what did they convict her on? Uh, this is a good question. They 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 say that she's breaking the the what they're calling an ordinance, but it's the fourth amended emergency regulations that's passed by nobody, but simply uh, uttered by the mayor of Dallas, which is and he gets his authority supposedly by leaning on the county judge Clay Jenkins, who gets his authority supposedly by leaning on the executive order of the governor. So all of these people are passing up and down this this nebulous. Authority. When our Constitution in the state of Texas says, Article 4, Section 8, if you want to de- deal with disease threat, and it uses that clause, disease threat, in the Constitution, you call a special session. You make all the laws you want. It does not say. What they're all doing is they're all going to the Disaster Act of 1975 that delegated a bunch of power t- in, in the case of emergency um, and it's, it's, far, it's far too far gone. And one th- it's one thing if we had this going for just a few seconds or a few days, uh, even a week or two. But now we're two months into this. At some point, we have to go back to the rule of law for the government, not just for us. I, Warren, I have to tell you, I, I, I don't know what's, uh, what's happening to us as a nation. Uh, and I, I think we are headed for real trouble because it's one thing to say like you said for a couple of weeks and then ask people look we recommend that you do this and we just really need your cooperation and if they choose not to do it it's their right but we these people are being forced out of business she was only what six days early ten days early the salon's open tomorrow and right. is it well, true was, that the go yeah, ahead well, she, the, the problem is, that, or one of the issues is that is the governor and all these people that are making these rules, they look at it from the perspective of, is, do you need a haircut? Instead of looking at the perspective of, do people need money to live? You know, the, the ag commissioner came out and had a letter that said, everybody who's in the flow of the chain of distribution of food is essential. Who's the last link on that chain? The person eating the food. So what about his job? Shouldn't that job be just as essential? They're all essential. And, and the problem is that is that you, they, the executives that are making these decisions are not thinking through what this really does to people. And so you get these strange uh, incongruities. You know, a liquor store is essential. A daycare, you know, where, where three-year-olds are, are eating each other's snot, 
that's essential, and you can do all that. But but to say that a, a state-registered uh, hairstylist has 1,500 hours, according to the state, uh, to learn how to handle their, the, her clients hygienically, it's impossible. No, that we can't let that happen. We have to put people in jail before we allow people to earn a living. So that's the problem with, with law by executive order uh, when you don't do things right o- over a period of time. And she was she was operating safely. It wasn't a jam-packed salon. In fact, all of the, the hairstylists did not return. They were wearing masks, Right. Right. The general rule is wearing masks. Of course, what's really what's tragically ironic is that the cops that come in, they weren't wearing masks the first time. She had to tell them, no, you got to put masks on. They had to go back to their car and get the mask. So, yeah, this this is the, the rules are as I make them up as I go along. And, and then we're going to decide uh, how to treat you if you don't bend the knee and, and follow our rules. So it, it's, a, it's a natural consequence of not following the rules for the government that they cause laws that force other people to look like they're guilty. Is it true that the governor called her just a few days ago and talked to her about uh, how to open salons or did he have any contact with her at all? Uh, the the governor has had agents, and I'm aware of this, uh, that have talked to her, and there's been some interaction between uh, all of those folks. I don't think that she actually talked to the governor himself, but she did talk to the okay. two agents of the governor. And, and the I know that the things that we've all talked about wound up being what the governor announced yesterday, which was by itself still disappointing. I mean, what is the difference between today versus Friday. The problem is the governor's not looking at what's really going on. There are hundreds of salons and gyms all over the state, and a lot of them have called me, you know, that, that said, "Look, can you help me out? Because I've got this code enforcement guy that's that's coming by and harassing me all the time." Um, and so those people are still left in the in the lurch for a while. Um, even today, even even with the newest order, you have 51 percent restaurants and, uh, and bars that could operate as a restaurant, but because they have the 51%, they're not allowed to operate as a restaurant. So what happened there? Well, people created an executive order. They're doing the best they can. They have a limited time and they're making mistakes. And so all the, all of the bar restaurants that could operate as restaurants can't operate, even though all the other normal restaurants can. <laughs> yeah, so so mm. you get these incongruities because you're not passing laws. If you want to pass laws, you call a special session or you just stop doing that. The governor could also just say, look, everybody operates at 25 percent. Everybody operates at 25 percent. You know, because is, is every uh, is every daycare essential is is every Home Depot essential? Uh, all of these jobs, we need these access. We need access to all these organizations. But if he had simply said, "Look, everybody, look at your certificate of occupancy, and whatever it says, take that number to 25% of it. That way, you don't have to worry about about your impact on churches, because churches are impacted, because that's that's rational, and you're not setting them apart. That way, all the essential businesses are impacted. That way, everybody can earn a living, or at least make a, some attempt to hold on. But this picking and choosing, where condom sense, for example, is allowed to operate. Because they put medical devices underneath their sign. I kid you not. Oh that's my gosh! Like picture, oh my gosh! Right? right, that's a fact. Okay, so so liquor stores, full bore, do what you want. So it turns into a class snobbery. The vape shops. Well, sorry, even though you're consumer electronics, you get to you don't get to operate. So you get you, you get this 
vague notions of, hmm, it seems like the businesses I like, liquor stores, because yeah, they sell right. my wine, they get to operate. But do you see liquor stores on the president's list or on the, on the governor's list? No, that's just something everybody's just decided. We like liquor stores. And so, you know, there's no rhyme or reason for it. So, Warren, where is this going to go? Where, 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 I mean, I think we are headed for litigation against and investigations as well. I mean, our attorney general has already said it. Uh, he's looking into all of these cases. Where is this going? It's going to depend. What I want everybody to do is to remember this day and, and the anger that we feel this day when it comes time to vote in November. We, we all get so agitated and you get the keyboard warriors there, man, they're pounding out you know, amazing sat, you know, pieces. But when it comes time for ordinary people just to do something as simple as go vote in, in the November elections and the city council elections that everybody is sleepy about, you know, 10% turnout. Uh, these people have so much control over our lives that, uh, and we just go back to sleep. So people have to remember these times and figure and remember that. As far as this is concerned, we're going to file our, our, our application for writ of habeas corpus, and we're going to try to get Shelley out of there as soon as possible uh, because, you know, she's a rock star. She's a real hero. I mean, it's, people call all the time. It's the principle of the thing. And then you know, I say, well, you know, I, I don't know how this is going to go. You may have to go to jail. And, well, I don't go to jail. And, and that's the end of it. And so I told her, look, you could go to jail if this goes awry. And she said, I, I have to do this. We've got to get going. She has a, one salonist, a stylist that came in from Midland uh, because she was starving in Midland, but she saw that Shelly was operating. So she called Shelly and she came up and she was one of the chairs because mm. they were all brave. Mm. You've got to show up. You're, you're, you're risking yeah, getting, I know. getting a, a ticket. There, I know another salon that called me. Four of their people got cited. So these are all unsophisticated people. That they don't know what's going on happened to them or they, they could be put in jail for six months and of course so that's what this is all about is just setting the stage and setting an example making an example out of Shelley Luther so that no everybody understands if you stand up and say no your rule of law is not your rule of law it's not really even an ordinance you are you are enforcing it a is, bunch of nebulous things so yeah, yeah that's you gotta stand it, up it is it it's uh, it's astounding what is happening, because, as you say, it is not law. Uh, Warren, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, Godspeed. Let us know how we can help. All right. I want to talk to you about our sponsor, Tecovis. These are the best Western boots. I mean, they're just really, really great. Started by a couple of guys here in Texas who are like, why, why, why are boots so expensive? Well, they're handmade. They're, you know, the best exotic leathers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why are they so expensive? Well, one of the reasons is because there was a middleman. You had to have everybody had to have their, you know, their take. So they decided at Tecovis that they could do some things without cutting any corners and mainly by cutting out the middleman and going directly to you. Uh, and you could save a buttload of money on a great pair of boots. These are half the cost of any boot in its in its class. Half the cost. And I mean, we're wearing them out at the ranch or, we're, you know, stepping in cow pies and yet they're going to last forever. They're great. You can also dress them up and, you know, wear them with a suit. They are great to Covis 200 handmade steps, half the price of any boot in its category. Find your pair now at Tecovis, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. That's Tecovis dot com slash Beck. Tecovis, Western goods for your frontiers. Tonight on Glenn TV, the Democrats claim to be the party that believes all women 
But what about Tara Reid? Joe Biden is Joe Biden. He's a person of great values. So I want to remove all doubt in anyone's mind. Glenn examines the allegations against Joe Biden and does what the left and the media didn't do for Brett Kavanaugh. Follow the facts. Watch Glenn expose the dangerous Me Too hypocrisy of the left tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, we just got so waylaid today that we didn't have a chance to uh, go through what's new in the studio today. So we're going to talk about it tomorrow. Um, but uh, did anyone have clock or watch? Um, we'll have to look for our winner today, but I'll explain what this is tomorrow and tell you a little story behind it. This is the actual pocket watch of uh, Miles Standish. Uh, I mean, it is... You know, came over in America in the 1600s. It's one of the oldest pocket watches I've ever, ever seen. It is beautiful. And uh, Miles Standish Mayflower. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Program.